From Australia, this is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au. Hi there, it's Graham VK4 Baker Baker. This is the national news from VK1 WIA for week commencing November 15, 2020. WIA Director Phil VK2CPR checks in today with the International Radio Amateur Union. Jason VK2LAW looks at comments focusing on draft recommendations for World Radio Communications Conference 2023. Multiple call signs to be on air with a serial number changed daily. These serial numbers tacked to the call sign changing daily count down the days until the actual celebration day of March 25, 2021. Confused? So are we. But Felix, VK4FUQ, tries to unfathom this special, special event. During the Second World War, German intelligence deployed wireless teams throughout occupied Europe and secret agents were also sent to Britain to spy on British military activity. This fascinating era of our dark past is in the book Radio War, and Nick, VK7WW, flicks through its pages for us as he reviews the book today. Bevan, VK5BD, the man himself responsible for the video you see when viewing this news through your local ATV repeater or YouTube, has had a big week. Over 200 views and over 120 subscribers. Learn more when, in Special Interest Group News, another videographer joins us, one with a great TV call sign. That's Cole, VK3GTV. These stories and more in this edition of news from the Wireless Institute of Australia and VK1WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. The Australian Communications and Media Authority has recently published a report and fact sheet for low-power open narrowcast or LPON licensees on the application of the use-it-or-lose-it license conditions. Many of we ham operators also hold LPON licenses. A narrowcasting station operates at a carrier frequency usually within the range 87.5 to 88 MHz inclusive and provides a low-power open narrowcasting service. Unless the new licensee of an LPON has a reasonable excuse for not doing so, the licensee must commence the service within six months from the day the license was issued. A licensee must provide the service with reasonable regularity for the duration of the license. They must also maintain records of the commencement, hours of operation and provision of the service. That is, keep a logbook of the hours, events of operation, keep visual and audio broadcast recordings documenting the nature of the service being provided. This report does not signal a new direction in the ACMA's approach to the regulatory arrangements. Rather, it is intended to clarify the existing regulatory arrangements in light of the AAT's decision and assist LPON licensees to access information and guidance provided in the judgments to interpret the application of the conditions. So, use it or lose it. Next on the news, WIA Director Phil, VK2CPR. This is the Wireless Institute of Australia and VK1WIA. Hi, I'm Phil, VK2CPR. The International Radio Amateur Union, the 
IARU is the Worldwide Federation of National Radio Amateur Organisations. Uh, the membership of the IARU consists of more than 160 member societies, and here in Region 3, the WIA is the sole representative organisation for Australia. The WIA has long-standing working groups who interface with the IARU on amateur's behalf. It is through them that we received the IARU's future committees call to action for WIA members who may be interested in becoming participants in various IARU committees. The IARU Future Committee was born out of the need to respond to the changing environment, particularly the possible erosion of our bands by commercial interests. The Future Committee has its first working session on May the 15th, 2020, and has been meeting bi-weekly. Today, we're at a time where change, especially the telecommunications ecosystem, comes at a faster and more profound pace than ever before. Identifying and creating future scenarios has become even more difficult. The IARU must be able to respond and thrive in this very rapidly changing environment, again emphasising the urgency to adapt or wither. The committee members recognise that the current environment creates a need for the IARU to evolve incrementally into a more pragmatic, flexible and agile organisation. If we look into the future, changes are needed and the IARU must be prepared to develop a set of work plans and adopt and implement those proposed changes rapidly. These must be based on the need to be flexible and adapt to the environment and it will continue to evolve into the future. Uh, this means a continuous path of small changes, not waiting for a comprehensive all-included package. The Future Committee recommends a practical approach, that is, to create five working groups dedicated to specific topics. It's highly encouraged that volunteers from IARU Region 3 member societies, that is the WIA, participate in the working groups. The five groups are core, relationships, organisation and governance, funding and legal framework. The five working groups ask the following questions. The core group, what is the core mission and priorities of the IARU, our members and for amateur radio? What is and how do we provide value and how do we think that value is perceived? In the relationships group, what should be the relationship of the IARU be with its member societies, intergovernmental organisations, second societies, special interest groups, clubs, individuals and the rest of the telecommunications ecosystem? The organisation and governance group, what would be the best organisational structure for the IARU's current and future roles? The funding group, they're looking at uh, what are the best sources of funding and the legal framework group, what are the best legal frameworks with the flexibility to adapt to the current needs of amateur radio and radio amateurs. You can flag your interest in a committee by contacting the WIA secretary at secretary at wia.org.au. And for now, that's 73s from Phil VK2CPR. Now, operational news with Felix VK4FUQ. Hello there. We start with what's left of 2020. CQ Worldwide DXCW November 28, 29. Spring VHF UHF Field Days November 27, 28. December 6 to 8, 160 metres worldwide. December 14, 15, 10 metres worldwide. Then in 2021, Ross Hull Moyle VHF UHF Contest takes place all of January 2021. Summer VHF UHF Field Day, Saturday 16 and Sunday 17 January. CQ Worldwide 160 Metre CW Contest, January 29 to 31. 
CQ Worldwide 160 Meters SSB Contest, February 26 to 28. February 2021 20, International DXCW Contest. Now the DX window. Australia. The special event station VK65 PFA will continue until the 24th of November. Visit the QRZ page of VK65 PFA for operating and QSL details. Members of the Wireless Institute of Australia are QRV with special call VI110WIA until the end of 2020 to celebrate our 110th anniversary. United Nations, 4U. Special event station 4U75UN is QRV until the end of 2020, celebrating the United Nations 75th anniversary. QSL via HB9BOU. The ARI Fidenza Club, IQ4FE, puts a number of special event call signs on the air during 2020 to commemorate the life and achievements of Guglielmo Marconi. During November, II4RVT commemorates beginnings of Radio Vatican in 1931. QSL via IQ4FE. France. QRV is special event call sign TM50GDG to November 22, commemorating the 130th birthday and the death of Charles de Gaulle 50 years ago. Activity on 160 to 20 metres using CW and SSB. QSL via the Bureau. New Zealand. Active will be ZM4T during the CQ Worldwide DXCW contest November 28-29 and QSL via LATW. Belgium. OP0PEACE until November 30 commemorates the anniversary of the end of World War One. QSL via the operator's instructions. Now here's a group of special event stations guaranteed to test your logging program. Reese's War of Independence is a special event in play. Look for nine special stations to be active from three DXCC entities between December 2020 and March 2021. Activities to celebrate the 200th anniversary of Greece's War of Independence against Ottoman Turks. Now here's how it works. Look for the call signs to be on the air with a serial number changed daily. These serial numbers tacked to the call sign changing daily. Count down the days until the actual celebration day of March 25th, 2021. As I said, they appended to each special call sign. As an example, SX9A-99 to SX9A-90 between December 16 and 25, changing daily. As we count down, we move to March the 16th and the call is then SX9A-9. Finally, well, almost, is SX91 the day before the big celebration on March 25. Then, as SX9A on March 25th, 2021, the A is the Joker. Finally, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Members of the Finnish Market Reef Christmas DX Association, OH9A Gang, will be operating special event station OG1XMAS on all bands and modes from November 29 to December 26. QSL via LOTW and Club Log. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, international news with Jason, Victor Kilo 2, Lima Alpha Whiskey. Hello, ARRL has submitted comments on two draft recommendations approved in October by the FCC's World Radio Communication Conference Advisory Committee, WAC. The comments focus on draft recommendations for World Radio Communication Conference 2023. 
Agenda item AI 1.2 will consider the identification of frequencies in the 3.3 to 3.4 gigahertz and 10.0 to 10.5 gigahertz bands, amongst others, for international mobile telecommunications, including possible additional allocations to the mobile service on a primary basis, in accordance with WRC 19 Resolution 245. ARRL urged no change to the 3.3 to 3.4 GHz international secondary allocation to the amateur service in ITU Region 2 the Americas and ITU Region 3 Oceania and no change to the 10.0 to 10.5 GHz worldwide secondary amateur and amateur satellite allocation. ARRL stressed that the WAC preliminary views make no suggestion that the international secondary allocations to the amateur service should not continue in both bands. ARRL said it wanted to reaffirm that these secondary allocations continue to be important and useful, and that WRC 23 should not consider changing either secondary allocation. News from Northern Mariana Islands. Saipan is the largest island of the Northern Marianas Islands, a Commonwealth of the United States in the Western Pacific Ocean. The main newspaper, the Saipan Tribune, reports on an amateur radio revival in the Commonwealth. The newspaper says, A new group of radio enthusiasts have set out to revive amateur radio in the CNMI with the purpose of offering voluntary assistance to the community. According to Chris Francisco Jr., President of the new radio amateur Marianas DX that was licensed back in September. The main goal of the club is to offer communication services, especially in times when phone lines become unreliable, such as after typhoons, or in staging large-scale events that demand instant communication like triathlons. The club, which currently has over 20 members, was inspired to revive ham radio following Super Typhoon U2, when phone lines were unreliable and power was off-island-wide, with the exception of those that had generators. Since the islands are prone to these disasters, Francisco said that having this kind of communication service would help a lot in getting people the assistance they might need, like aid from the American Red Cross and other organisations that offer humanitarian aid. News from Antarctica now. Neumeyer Station 3, named after geophysicist George von Neumeyer, is a German Antarctic research station of the Alfred Wegener Institute located on the Ekstrom Ice Shelf. The station is moving with the ice shelf at about 200 metres per year towards the open sea. It does boast a ham station, Delta Papa Zero, Golf Victor November, and recently Charlie Eichhorn, Delta Kilo 3 Zulu Lima, was appointed as the new coordinator for worldwide school contacts with Delta Papa Zero Golf Victor November on Station 3. At the request of the Alfred Wegener Institute, it's been strongly pointed out that direct contact requests to the AWI or even to Delta Papa Zero Golf Victor November must be avoided and it would be pointless and counterproductive. But if you do hear Delta Papa Zero Golf Victor November, remember the old adage... WFWL. Work first, worry later. To Europe now, news from Greece. The Greek government ordered a nationwide lockdown Thursday the 5th to help contain a resurgence of COVID-19 cases, the second lockdown in 2020 after a sharp increase in infections. Natasha Sierra Victor 1 Kilo Papa, RAAG Secretary, 
has advised RAAG central offices closed with no possibility of receiving incoming mail. Therefore, please do not mail QSL cards to Greece as they won't be delivered and might be returned to the sender by the Greek postal office. In the Netherlands, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Maybe. Word in of three special calls to celebrate Christmas from Papa Alpha Land, but no QSL cards are on offer. But there will be a special award for working at least two of these Christmas stations to download from QRZ.com. Operators Ray, Papa Alpha 5 Delta X-Ray and WIM, Papa Delta 8 Delta X-Ray will be activating the three special event call signs, Papa Alpha 20 Christmas, Papa Delta 20 Santa and Papa Delta 20 Elf during the Christmas holiday season. But specific dates have not been stated nor modes mentioned. Remember no QSL cards hard or electronic will be available. To the United States, their Federal Communications Commission has told commercial AM radio stations that they will be allowed to convert to an all-digital broadcast if they wish. The station's changes are to be voluntary. The FCC's announcement clears the way for AM stations to provide an all-digital signal that gives better coverage over a wider area and enables the signal to carry additional information such as the title and artist for a particular song. Details that are visible on a compatible digital radio receiver. Researchers at the National Institute of Standards and Technology have devised and demonstrated a system that could dramatically increase the performance of communication networks while enabling record low error rates in detecting even the faintest of signals. This has the potential to cut total amount of energy required for state-of-the-art networks by a factor of 10 to 100. The proof-of-principle system consists of a novel receiver and corresponding signal processing technique, entirely based on the properties of quantum physics and able to handle extremely weak signals with pulses that may carry many bits of data. We built the communication testbed using off-the-shelf components to demonstrate that quantum measurement-enabled communication can potentially be scaled up for widespread commercial use, said a physicist at the Joint Quantum Institute, a research partnership between NIST and the University of Maryland, USA. For WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Wireless weather and then Media Watch. Rig for silent running. Shortwave radio blackout. There have been many, many reports that AR2781 Sunspot has let off a C-class flare with a pulse of X-rays and ultraviolet radiation, which ionised the top of Earth's atmosphere, causing a brief shortwave radio blackout over Australia and the Indian Ocean. Mariners, aviators and ham radio operators in the region may have noticed unusual propagation at frequencies below 10 MHz. A C7-class explosion on November 5 lit up the sunspot's magnetic canopy for nearly an hour, with NASA's Solar Dynamics Observatory capturing the extreme ultraviolet flash. Now to Media Watch and Bookham Nick. Hi, this is Nick, VK7 Whiskey Whiskey. Time to listen up as we reveal some of our secret heritage. Do you know how valuable you are as a radio amateur? Let me explain. It's in a book Radio War by David Abrutat. During the Second World War, German intelligence had deployed wireless teams throughout occupied Europe, and secret agents were also sent to Britain to spy on British military activity. 
The monitoring and reporting of their wireless transmissions fell to a secret unit made up almost exclusively of volunteers, yes, radio amateurs, who would spend hours every day at home monitoring the short wave for often faint and difficult-to-copy signals outperforming the two or three commercial listening stations now assigned to the military. The unit was known as the Radio Security Service, and in his book Radio War, David Abritat documents the secret world of wireless espionage and the first-hand accounts from the surviving radio amateurs of the unit, some who are quite well known. I'll be back soon with another book note. This is Nick, VK7, Whiskey Whiskey, signing clear. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with Cole, VK3GTV. Hello and welcome to the segment for this week. First up, it's ATV. And I saw this note on the WIA News Rebroadcaster's email group. And it comes from the man himself responsible for the video you see when viewing this news through your local ATV repeater, Bevan, VK5BD. Good day, everyone. Wow, what a big week. Over 200 views and now over 120 subscribers. So a very big thank you to all that have viewed and subscribed makes the effort so much more worthwhile. 73, Bevan, Victor Kilo 5, Bravo Delta. Well done, Bevan. And another way of looking at the huge numbers now watching as well as listening to Bevan's ATV YouTube version of our news, in this WIA year it's attracted some 2,000 folk and comes in with the most chickens. In second place, also from VK5 with 1,600, is the Adelaide 2-metre repeater VK5RAD. And third, with 1,300, is longtime WIA supporter, the EMDRC Club, with both ATV and 2-metre audio. And we also thank Gordon, VK4GP, for tabulating the weekly check-ins. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Hawaii's first 3U CubeSat designed to detect neutrons was launched November 5 by the ISS crew and is now in low-Earth orbit. The science payload will focus on measurements of low-energy secondary neutrons, a component of the LEO neutron environment, and during the spacecraft commissioning phase, the beacon will transmit 1,200 BPS, BPSK, every 60 seconds on 435.300 MHz. The Hawaii Space Flight Laboratory welcomes the worldwide amateur radio community to collect the beacons and forward them to the address shown in the text version of the news you can trust, WIA National News. Well, it's been 20 years since NASA started maintaining a continuous human presence in space. The International Space Station, a marvel of cooperative engineering, science and research, has made this incredible feat possible. Acting Director of the ISS, Robin Gattins, said, As we celebrate 20 years of science and research aboard the station, we also celebrate the mission enabling support infrastructure that makes it all possible. Robin added, Space communications has always been a vital piece of NASA's crewed missions in low-Earth orbit and beyond. In communications outreach, the space station has reached young people worldwide through amateur radio. Amateur Radio on the International Space Station, or ARIS, 
organises contacts between astronauts on the ISS station and students, encouraging them to pursue STEM interests and careers. ARIS also celebrated its 20-year anniversary on Friday, November 13. Happy anniversary from us. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Scouting. Scouts South Africa recognise amateur radio. Richard Hooper, ZS6RKE, has informed the SARL that Scouts SA have finally added the Amateur Radio Operator Badge to the Scout Interest Badges and Challenge Awards. A Scout holding the Class B licence will be awarded the Amateur Radio Operator Interest Badge, while a Scout holding a Class A licence will be awarded the Amateur Radio Operator Challenge Badge. Adult leaders holding amateur radio licences will also receive recognition. It's taken more than seven years to get the Amateur Radio Operator's Badge into the South African Scout Program, and it's hoped that more young people will be attracted to amateur radio through scouting. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. This is Alan, VK4, Hotel India Tango. Ipswich and District Radio Club's Wyson Group enlisted the support of members and associates to provide safety communication checkpoints for the Ultra Guzzler Marathon on the weekend of November 7 and 8. A total of six checkpoints were manned along the 50 and 100 kilometre events. In what could be described as a more than a little extreme fun run, around 600 runners took part. The course took participants from Mount Cutha, along rugged bush tracks towards Mount Nebo, out as far as Lake Manchester and back to the finish line at Mount Cutha. Feedback from the organisers is that they were very happy with the efforts of the Wyson Group. Reporting from Ipswich, this is Alan, VK4, Hotel India Tango. Wyson New South Wales have presented Bob, VK2ZAR, with his Certificate of Honorary Life Membership. Bob has been a member with the Central Coast Regional Group for over 30 years and is still active at 92. Well done, Bob. A very worthy recipient indeed. Congratulations. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Summits on the Air. November 1st, organisers of this year's virtual Tokyo Ham Fair did have one in-person event, the fair's in-depth look at Summits on the Air, or SOTA. Fortunately, SOTA, by virtue of its portable and socially distant operating environment, could keep things real. The program included live-streamed video from seven SOTA summits throughout Japan, where hams were busy making activations. The prediction is this activity will lead to many hams becoming new SOTA enthusiasts in JA land. And from one SOTA enthusiast here in Australia, that's all from Worldwide Special Interest Group News for this week. I'm Cole, VK3GTV. With audio recorded in the Jimboomba Tea Rooms in VK4 and video embedded on the lot of VK5BD Wyala, this is the WIA National News from VK1WIA and... What's this button do? Rewind. Ah, rewind. Historic radio experiments talk in Dublin. If you're on the lookout for interesting lectures, then a talk given to South Dublin Radio Club could be for you. Joe Ryan, EI7GY, gave a presentation on radio experiments by Colonel Dennis, EI2B, when he conducted experiments from 1898 to the late 1930s. You can find out more at southdublinradioclub.weebly.com. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions 
www.wia.org.au. The 2020 social scene. And would you believe, the only thing happening on the social front appears to be in VK4. Rockhampton Amateur Radio Club's annual dinner, Saturday, November 28. The Ipswich Radio Club's Christmas lunch barbecue, November the 28th. On the 29th, it's the Tark AGM at Rossiter Park, Aitkenvale. The Tark Christmas party, Sunday, December 13. And Friday the 18th, it's the Tark Christmas Lights Tour. 2021. Still in VK4, the Tark Australia Day Long Week Family Radio Camp happens Thursday afternoon the 21st to Tuesday afternoon the 26th of January at the Girl Guides Association of Queensland Campsite and Training Centre, that's at Blue Water. Now to VK2, and it is Australia's big one, Wyong Field Day, February 28. Back to VK4, Redfest happens April 10. Here's Robert Thompson, VK4 TFN. Redfest 2021 will go ahead on the 10th of April 2021. We hope that we can depend on your support next year. Barring all unforeseeable vicissitudes, it will be held at St Michael's College in Caboolshire. Go to www.redcliffradioclub.org.au. We're also on Facebook. Bye for now and 73s from the Redcliffe and Districts Radio Club VK4RC. And another one for all of Australia, Alarami 2021 in Bendigo, that's October 1 through 4. And in VK7, the Biennial Hamfest, Miana Community Hall. And if somebody down there in VK7 would like to drop us the actual date of that, that'd be great. Now, till next we meet, I am Graham VK4BB, and I'll be Graham VK4BB next week as well. Till then, walk softly. From Australia... This has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.